到第七节，我们一起来念就七节的经文。在那受痛苦的，必不再见幽暗。从前神使希伯伦地和拿伯拿地表示，幕后却使这沿海的路、约旦河外外邦人的加利利地得着荣耀。在黑暗中行走的百姓看见了大光。住在死因之地的人，有光照耀他们。你使这国民繁多，加增他们的喜乐。他们在你面前欢喜，好像收割的欢喜，像人分乳鹿那样的快乐。因为他们所负的重轭和肩头上的杖，并欺压他们人的棍，你都已经折断，好像在米店的日子一样。战士在乱杀之间所穿戴的盔甲，并那滚在雪中的衣服，都必作为可烧的，当作火柴。因有婴婴儿为我们而生，有一子赐给我们，政权必担在他的肩头上。他名称为奇妙测试、全能的神、永在的父、和平的君。他的政权与平安必加增无穷，他必在大业色的宝石上，他国以公平公义使国坚定稳固，从今直到永远。万军之耶和华的热心必成就这事。我们将下面时间交给我们 k i n n y 牧师。Good morning. So I wanted to come and、uh, sort of update you on where we've been. Uh, 我今天来给你们一个说我们现在在什么地方。Oh, so we've been going through for the last few months. 那我们过去几个月 ，kind of the the promises that God makes。我们过去几个月说到了有关上帝的应许。Trying to make sense of this is what's going to happen。我们来，我们在试着了解是什么将会发生。So we started with creation。所以我们从创造开始。And we talked about how man sinned。我们来，我们在讲到人类的罪。Woman too。呃，女性也是。But how Satan deceived man？ 那那个撒旦如何诱惑了人类 ？And as a result， 那结果呢 ？God、uh, made a punishment for man <咳>。所以神就降责罚于人类。He says you're separated from me。所以上帝说你与我分开了。But God makes a promise. 但是神却对我们有一个应许。And it says the seed of a woman. 他说，呃，这一个女人的种 will destroy Satan. 会会呃击会胜过撒旦。And and and that that seed of a woman, that 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 man, 这一个儿子 will will um suffer as a result. 会因为因此而受苦。And so we went through time, and the world continues to go badly. 当然，我们经过很多时间，那这世界越来越混乱。
God brings the flood but saves Noah. 然后上帝来了,呃,带来洪水,然后但是拯救了挪亚。God separates the nations and gives them all different languages. 上帝把这个世界打散,然后给他们各种不同的语言。You know how I feel about Cantonese. God spent a lot of time confusing Cantonese.我对,呃,广东话有什么样的感觉?上帝花了很多时间做广东话。But then one day God chose Abraham.但是有一天上帝选择了亚伯拉罕。he said, I'm going to bless you. 他说我将要祝福你. And through you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. 那因为透过你,全地的国都会受到祝福. God takes one people, not because they deserved it. 上帝选一个人,并不是因为他合适. But he says, I'm going to bless you so much. 但上帝说,我要... That all the nations are going to be drawn to you. And I want you to reflect my goodness to them. And they would say, We serve God Almighty Jehovah. I'm not correcting you, by the way. So then, so then, of course, the world goes badly. God rescues his people again. And Moses then leads the people out of Egypt. With power and miracles. And the, and the Passover, this amazing miracle. Where a blood of the lamb on the doorpost. And the angel of death would pass over. The time is coming. When God will send a sacrifice for all his people. Through Moses, God gives them the law. A way to show them how to live. The Ten Commandments. And the, and the law and the Bible says the law was given to them to point out their sin. Their need of forgiveness from God. They forget God. They're not grateful. Like in the old times, they thought they could be God. One time God gave them snakes in the desert. To, to get them to look back at him. He said to Moses, lift up a snake on a pole, have them look at it. If you do that, you won't die. Someday, someone will be lifted up on a cross. To die for our sins. We have to look. God gave them the temple and all these animal sacrifices. There were these daily special events. But the people forget. 
And God said, "There's going to be a time when." 那上帝也说，那有会有特定的时候。I'm going to write my law on your hearts. 我将我的律法写在你心里。I'll, I'll write it right on your minds. 我写在你的心上。There's a time coming when there'll be a payment for sin once for all. 那会有那么一天的到来，让全人类的罪都将被。I, I really don't need your animals, God said. I need your hearts. Let your sacrifice be thanksgiving. Finally, the people they wanted a king. They wanted to be like all the other nations. So most of the kings were selfish. But David was a man who loved God. And God honored King David by saying this. Your kingdom will never end. It was a huge promise. A clue. So every promise, as we look back on all of these, so we look back on all of these, they're kind of building on each other. So after King David and died, and after King Solomon died, it doesn't look like an eternal kingdom. The nation split in two. And as a result, they were subject to all their enemies. Uh, they were fighting all the time. And they wouldn't come back to God. And, and the people are afraid. They are constantly living in fear. What's going to happen next? How? How will God keep His promises? 上帝如何保证他的应许 ？So God sent the prophet Isaiah. 所以上帝的差遣了他的先知以赛亚。Turn with me in your Bibles to begin at Isaiah chapter six. 那我们翻圣经翻到以赛亚书第六章。Isaiah six one. 第六章第一节。In the year that King Uzziah died. 当乌西亚王崩的那一年。I saw the Lord. 我见主坐在高高的宝座上 Seated on a throne. 坐在高高的宝座上 High and exalted. 呃、uh, ，遮满色殿 And the train of his robe filled the temple. 他的衣裳垂下 Isaiah saw the Lord. 那以赛亚看到了他的主 And it was any man who sees God, Isaiah says, "I'm dead." And God purifies Isaiah. So, God, uh, purifies Isaiah. And God says, "I have a message to give to the people." God, to Isaiah, says, "I have a message to give to the people." 
What God said to Isaiah about the coming Christ. There's no better way to get to get ready for Christmas. And what God said to Isaiah mostly was it's gonna be real bad. And you need to turn back to me. But in between the statements of it's going to be real bad, God makes a few promises. In Isaiah 7:14. Therefore, the Lord Himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, God with us. In between these really hard things, in between the bad news, there's some really good news. Let's turn to our text this morning, Isaiah chapter 9. Nevertheless, even all these bad things, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. Gloom is what it looks like outside this morning. There's no sunshine. It looks like it's going to rain again. But for the people living at that time, the gloom was everywhere. For those who are in distress, no more gloom. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, but in the future, he'll honor Galilee of the Gentiles by the way of the sea along the Jordan. 从前神使西布伦地和拿佛他利地被藐视，幕后却使这沿海的路、约旦河外外邦人的加利利地得着荣耀。Something is going to come out of Galilee of the of the Gentiles。所以在加利利地的外邦人会有某种东呃会有某个人出来。And we know that that's Jesus。但我们知道那就是耶稣。But look at verse two。但我们来看第二节。The people walking in darkness。have seen a great light. Those living in the shadow of death, a light has dawned. That shadow of death, remember in Psalm 23 it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. To live in the shadow of death is a terrible place. These were people who lived in distress. They lived in the darkness. Their enemies would overcome them. And God said, tell the people. 
that great things are coming. Look at verse 3. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as a people rejoice at the harvest. As men rejoice when dividing the plunder. That's a good picture of what happens when you win a huge battle. And, and as a result, all these things are suddenly yours. <laughs> um, so this great news is about to happen to them. Look at look at verse four. as in the day of Midian's defeat. Verse 4, This is talking about one of their greatest victories ever. When they divided up all this stuff that they won from their enemies. You have shattered the yoke that burdens them. The bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. The battle is over. This is great news. It's even better than Ohio State beating Michigan. The war is over. And people celebrated. They, they went out into the streets and they kissed people they didn't know. But the war was over. But look at verse 5 and how curious this is. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. This war is so over. That every weapon we have. We're going to throw them away. Does that ever happen in a war? Do you get rid of all your weapons? Why not? Because it can happen again. And we got to be ready for the next time. But this verse says, every warrior's boot, every garment rolled in, take all the weapons, throw them away, burn them. You're not going to need them anymore. What does this say about the size of this victory? How is all of this going to happen? With a birth announcement. This is a birth announcement. 
with a promise attached to it. 有这是同时有应许在这当中。Almost 18 years ago, we made a birth announcement. 在十八年前，我们呢呃宣告了一个出生。At that time, there was a pastor here at the chapel named Pastor Newt Larson. 呃，当年十八年前有这在这个在这个教堂教会有一个牧师，他的名字叫 Newt Larson. And Newt is a weird name. Newt 是一个很奇怪的名字。K N U T E. K N U T E. Yeah. So he made a joke. He said a joke. If any pastor here names their son Newt, 任何一个牧师在这边，他的儿子能够取名为 Newt, I will pay for their college. <laughs> 他就说，我就帮他付大学学费。So when Nathan was born, 所以当呃 Nathan 出生的时候 ，We loved him too much to name him Newt. 我们。But we made one special birth announcement. 但是我们宣呃宣告他的出生。And we sent it to Pastor and Mrs. Larson. 但是同时，但是我们发给了这些这这位牧师夫妇。And we said his name is Newt. 但我们同时也说他的名字是 Newt. So every year I send Pastor Larson a Christmas card. So every year we send a Christmas card to him, telling him how well little Newt is doing. We will tell him how well Newt is doing. And how we're not saving any money for college. We're not saving any money for college. So we will not save any money for college. Because somebody promised to pay for it. In this scripture, we have a name that has promises attached to it too. 在这一节经文当中，我们发现这个名字是有应许在呃跟随着。Let's look at them. 让我们一起来看。For to us a child is born. Verse six. 在第六节，婴有婴有一婴还为我们而生。To us a son is given. It's the seed of a woman. This child. This child. And we learned earlier, it's born of a virgin, the son that is given. So we Let's look at the names. 呃，我们来看看他的他被赐予的称号。嗯 ，sorry。So, um, he's called Wonderful Counselor. 他被称为呃奇妙测试。Um, a Wonderful Counselor is someone who makes good choices. 奇妙的测试，他其实是一个人，他能够做好的决定决策。A wonderful counselor has great wisdom. He has great wisdom. They lead their people well. He leads his people very well. He leads his people very well. People can be good counselors. People can be good counselors. Doctor Litchi is a good counselor. Litchi 博士是一个好的测试 But this talks about a wonderful counselor. 
And later in Isaiah, it talks about Jehovah being a wonderful counselor. Uh, All this comes from the Lord Almighty. Wonderful in counsel. Magnificent in wisdom. The next name is Mighty God. It speaks of deity in no way we could understand it about a human leader. You could talk about a famous world leader being a wonderful counselor. But you would never say they were Almighty God. And it uses the same phrase again later in Isaiah. Talking about the people returning to Mighty God. This is the God who is all powerful. That's a Mighty God. So the wonderful counselor is wise. The mighty God is powerful. But it's strange to give those names to a baby. And it's strange to give to any kind of human leader. Titles for world leaders are always kind of a problem. In the American Revolution, the United States got rid of the king. So what would we call the president? His Highness. These are all, these are all going to be terrible. His Mightiness. Uh, his elective majesty. I mean, it's interesting. Both President Trump, both President Trump and President Xi Jinping are both commander in chief and president. They have both titles. Uh, Sometimes people don't know what to call me. When I became a judge, my mother-in-law asked me, what do I call you? I told her, your highness. said, I'm not calling you that. I mean, it's interesting to me in the church, in some churches, um, they call, what, what does, what does Musher mean? Musher, what does it mean? I'll say it's a Mulan dragon. Mulan dragon. <laughs> when pastor, what, what's the Chinese word for pastor? Uh, means, means the, a shepherd. A shepherd, that's the word I want. And that's, that's why I like that in the church our titles are pastor. I think that's right. 所以在, 在教会当中, 牧师就是一个牧者. 
I think it stresses our need to care and serve you. It's more humble in nature. Different. Yeah. There's a there's a different English word called reverend. Reverend. It means respected one. And I I don't I don't like that as much only because it feels like this kind of respect, you know. But I'm still asking this person who was promised with these titles. This wonderful counselor and his wisdom this mighty God and his power is he that good that I'm willing to give up all my weapons? I mean for one thing just because someone is wise and powerful doesn't mean that they care anything about me I've known some pretty mean wise and powerful people that's, that's why the next, the next name is so good for us he is the everlasting father we talk about fathers of a nation and we, we honor them but they're not everlasting but the father cares for his people I mean I want a, I want a leader who is wise and powerful but cares for us and again in Isaiah, this same term, the everlasting Father, refers to God. Every time we see these names again in Isaiah, they're always referring to God. But I think there's still one more thing we need. Because even if there was a leader who was wise and powerful and caring, I still don't want to give up all my weapons. Why is that? Because I still have enemies. And he can help me and protect me from my enemies. But we need to keep our weapons. Because there are still people that, um, that, that, that our enemies are still there. And that's why the last phrase, the Prince of Peace, is so good. The Nobel Prize kind of good. Nobel, Nobel, yeah. Uh, 就像, uh, I mean, when they give it that prize, they never give it to the greatest general or commander. They always give it to people who are willing to sacrifice for peace. 
Again, in Isaiah 26, it says, You establish peace for us. That's what you do. And in Corinthians, it says that Jesus died for us. To bring peace through his blood. Look at how peace shows up in both of these verses. I mean, later in, in Isaiah in chapter 53, turn there. Isaiah 53, 53:5. This servant sent by God for us. 53, he was pierced for our transgressions. 那, he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds we are healed. Every one of these four titles. 这所有, is given to this promised son to save us. 是, what Isaiah saw, 那这个以赛亚所看到的, what God showed him, this is God's promised one. The Son of God to save and rescue us. This is the one we've been looking for. So of course this is true. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. He'll control and make right completely. The promise is kept. He'll reign on David's throne and over his kingdom forever. So if all of this is true, if all of these things are true, we can lay down our weapons, right? But then there's this question. It's not just the weapons of war that we have. We have other defenses. There are different ways we want to justify ourselves to God. Flip that around. What will we say to God when we get to heaven? Will we say we deserve a perfect store, God, for the way we lived our lives? Tens all the way across. Will we say when I die, God should accept me because I've been a good person? And I always try my best. But you didn't really always try your best, did you? Would you really lie to God? There are other defenses, of course. I'm a judge in the court, I hear them every day, and people lie to me every day. 
Another one of them is, I'm not as bad as that guy. But do you think God just kind of grades on a curve? Is that what you're counting on? What will you use to defend yourself when you're in front of God? Most religions have some element of you do these things, then you'll be accepted by God. Now, usually based on some kind of conduct. But we read this this morning. Why do the nations conspire? Why do the people plot in vain? Why do they come up with all these things? You cannot prove yourself or justify yourself to God on your own. How do you know that your sacrifices for God are really enough? Here's, here's the point. He showed us the way of salvation. What if God sent someone who was wise? With perfect wisdom. What if God sent someone who was mighty with perfect power? What if God sent someone who loved you as much as a father and cared about you? What if God sent somebody to sacrifice himself for you? So here's the question. In the heart of every believer, of everyone who wants to be a Christian, Will you surrender to Jesus Christ? The promised one of God. Who came and was born at Christmas. Who grew up and died for our sins and lives again. Who is wise. Who is who is mighty, who cares for us, who suffered and died for us. To you a child is born. To you a son is given. This is God with us, Emmanuel. Do you accept him? Do you trust him? His wisdom and power. His love and sacrifice. And if you do, will you then celebrate with us? That's what communion is. The picture of celebrating what God has done for us. Please pray with me. Thank you, Father. That after so many years of looking and waiting, 
in the fullness of time. At just the right time. Lord Jesus, you came to earth. And you lived for us and you died for us. And by the power of Almighty God, you live today. So we can give up every defense. We don't need anything to justify ourselves. Except to believe and trust in you completely. You are that powerful and that good. And again, we celebrate you today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.